Blog Talk Radio. Psalm 82, a psalm of Asaph. God standeth in the congregation of the mighty. He judgeth among the gods. How long will ye judge unjustly and accept the persons of the wicked? Selah. Defend the poor and fatherless. Do justice to the afflicted and needy. Deliver the poor and needy. Rid them out of the hand of the wicked. They know not, neither will they understand. They walk on in darkness. All the foundations of the earth are out of course. I have said, Ye are gods, and all of you are children of the Most High. But ye shall die like men, and fall like one of the princes. Arise, O God, judge the earth, for thou shalt inherit all nations. Well, good afternoon, everyone. This is Kennard Brown speaking. I'm your host for the Merciful Servants of God Biblical Instructional Program. For those who are familiar to, or you're familiar with listening to me, uh, you're wondering why is he doing his broadcast at 3.30 Eastern Time in the United States. Well... Because um, I needed to get some rest. I've been working very hard, and uh, please have compassion and mercy on me. Uh, sometimes I will uh, change the time on uh, Sunday uh, to do the broadcast because of my uh, unique and flexible schedule. So <laughs> if I do that, don't get alarmed. Uh, I'm going to continue to speak on this program until Yah decides I need to go in a different direction. So uh, it's a very good um service that Blog Talk Radio offers. I've been doing this for over eight years, and I ask that you continue to um, listen to this and share this program with other people, wherever you're at around the world. Shalom. Peace. We're going to talk today about an interesting topic, although I, I believe all the topics of the Bible are interesting, and this is about loving the truth. In 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 10. Now, Yah states in his word that who do not love his truth will receive strong delusion. Not just delusion, but strong delusion. And so this is very interesting that he says this, that people will receive strong delusion. And so let's take a look at this scripture here in the context. Let's turn to 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, starting in verse 1. It states, Now we beseech you, brethren, that word beseech in the Greek means interrogate, request, ask, desire. We desire you, brethren, by the coming of our Master, Yeshua Messiah. That's Jesus Christ in English. And by our gathering together unto him. So this is talking about the time when the people of Yah are gathered together when Messiah comes back. is after the tribulation. It's not before. I'm going to do another program on that. And you can look in the archives. I've done a program about the rapture. And the rapture will happen after the tribulation. It will not happen before the tribulation. And so this is talking about when the people of Yah are raptured after the tribulation. It's going to happen at the seventh trump. Let me uh, 
show you that in Revelation. Let's turn to Revelation chapter 11. Revelation chapter 11, starting in verse 15. And the seventh angel sounded. And there were great voices in heaven saying, The kingdoms or the royalty realm of this world are become the kingdoms of our master and of his Messiah, and he shall reign forever and ever. Now this is interesting because uh, if you want to understand that the Godhead consists of the Father and the Son, well, the scripture is of the many that will prove that. It says the kingdoms of this world are become the kingdoms of our master and of his Messiah. And he shall reign forever and ever. Verse 16. And the 24 elders which sat before Yah on their seats fell upon their faces and worshipped Yah, saying, We give thee thanks, O Master, Yah, Almighty, which art and was and art to come, because thou hast taken to thee thy great power and hast reigned. Verse 18. And the nations were angry. And this is, you would think the nations would be jumping up and down that the Messiah is coming back, but no, because this leads into the Bible study today about the strong deception. These nations will be strongly deceived about the Messiah coming back. And the nations were angry, and thy wrath is come, and the time of the dead, and they that they should be judged, and that thou shouldest give reward unto thy servants, the prophets, so, I want you to notice the phrase, the time of the dead, the time of the dead. Uh, time in the Greek means the opportunity, the occasion. So, something's going to happen to the dead for it to be the time of the dead. So, at this time, something's going to happen significantly to the dead. And what that opportunity is, is the opportunity or proper time of the resurrection. So, that's what this word means in the Greek. The proper time of the 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 proper time of the dead, which is the the proper time of the resurrection, that they should be judged, and that thou shouldest give reward unto thy servants, the prophets, and to the saints, and them that fear thy name, small and great, and shouldest destroy them, which destroy the earth. Now, this is interesting. This word "destroy" means to rot thoroughly, to ruin to perish. And so he's going to destroy those who try to destroy the earth, or which is destroyed. So at this time, the earth will be going through great destruction. But I want you to understand the phrase, the time of the dead, that's referring to the resurrection of the dead. And from this time on, on to uh, the time that the Messiah and his bride rules on the earth and then the Father coming uh, after that, this is going to be the time of the dead. The dead will be resurrected, starting with the seventh trump. And then you have the great white throne judgment, which we'll get into uh, perhaps another Bible study in the future about that. So anyway, let's go. Let's go to Second Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 1. So it's talking about that time when we are gathered together until him. Verse 2, that you be not soon shaken. Oh, here's another scripture I must quote so you can understand this. First Corinthians chapter 15. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, starting in verse 50, it says, Now this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, neither does corruption inherit incorruption. Verse 51, Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed in a moment in the twinkling of an eye at the last trump. The last trump is the seventh trump in the book of Revelation. 
the one that I read you, Revelation 11, verse 15, is the last shofar or trump. For the shofar shall sound, and the dead shall be raised. And so the dead shall be raised, so that's the time of the dead, the, when the dead is going to be raised. And the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality, which means that we don't have it at this time. Mankind does not have immortality, despite what the Catholic Church teaches. All right, so let's go to... 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, so you understand the background and setting of this teaching from the, the Apostle Shaul. All right, verse 2 of 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. Verse 2 of 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. That ye be not soon shaken in mind, or be troubled, neither by spirit, nor by word, nor by letter, as from us. The day of Messiah is at hand. Verse 3. Let no man deceive you. That word deceive in the Greek means to seduce wholly, <laughs> to deceive completely. Let no man deceive you completely by any means, any means. For that day shall not come except there become a falling away. That's a rebellion, a rebellion of the devil, but also the rebellion of the devil's servants. Hold your place, and let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 11. 2 Corinthians chapter 11. 2 Corinthians chapter 11 states plainly that they are false apostles. There's quite a few false apostles. I've known a few. <laughs> uh, run across some. Uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 13. For such are false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into the apostles of Messiah. This this is very interesting because I, I see on the Internet, I'm an apostle this, I'm an apostle that, and they don't understand that there's no apostles like they were in the first century, folks. You know, you're fooling yourself, all right? Uh, the only type of apostles, and I wouldn't call them apostles, are people that are skilled to um, organize congregations, are wise enough to uh, God for wisdom on appointing elders and deacons, uh, those and then those also that are skilled enough to, to help other congregations build congregations, those are emissaries but not on the level of an apostle of Messiah, uh, of the 12 or the 13. There's no apostles like that that exist because one of the qualifications of all those apostles was that they saw the Messiah and Paul saw the Messiah, he actually was taught by him uh, in, in, when Messiah was resurrected. And so that he also qualifies as one that was personally taught by Messiah. There's no apostle, and they can say all they want, there's no apostle that's been taught like that. Um, I don't know if there will be any in the future, but certainly I know I've never run across any like that. Verse 14, and no marvel, I've had some to say, well, I've seen Messiah, well, and this one, one scripture can tell you that Satan can appear as an angel of light, and he also can appear to, to deceive. Verse 14, and no marvel, for Hasatan himself is transformed into an angel of light. Hasatan is another name for Satan. Verse 15, therefore it is no great thing if his ministers also be transformed as the ministers of righteousness. Righteousness is Torah, keeping all the commandments, Psalm 119, 172 whose end shall be according to their works. All right, so we got to understand 
that there's people calling themselves apostles, and they're certainly not apostles. And you shouldn't listen to that. It's, it's false doctrine, ladies and gentlemen. Anyway, Second Thessalonians 2, verse 3. Let no man deceive you by any means. I, I, you know, and I just want to say, hey, I, I don't call myself an apostle or a prophet. If that's what you think I am, that's fine. But I, I call myself a servant of Yah, and I'm an elder. That's it. Unless God call, come down and tell me what I am, which he hasn't. I just want to clarify that and make that uh, that uh, clarification there, that disclaimer. Anyway, Second Thessalonians 2, verse 3, Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come, except the, there come a falling away first, and the man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition. The son of perdition, or destruction, who opposed and exalt himself above all that is called God, or that is worship, said he as Yah sits in the temple of Yah. I've had people tell me, um, popular Torah teachers, or Torah teacher, tell me that uh, he doesn't believe that the temple is going to be built, and yet this scripture states, the apostle Shaul states, that there will be a man in the future that's the epitome of destruction, the epitome of deception, that the devil himself will control him and possibly possess him, and this individual will oppose and exalt himself above all that is called Yah, or that is worship, so that he as Yah, he's going to tell the world that he's Yah. He's going to sit in a literal temple. So he's going to sit in a built structure, not just at the temple mount, showing himself that he is Yah. Verse 5, remember ye not that when I was yet with you, I told you these things. Verse 6, and now you know that, that now you know what withhold of that he might be revealed in his time. So Michael... The archangel has something to do with withholding the devil's wrath. Verse 7, for the mystery of iniquity, and this is what I want, this is the key scripture. I went over this with my little fellowship yesterday. Verse 7, for the mystery of iniquity, iniquity means in the Greek lawlessness, wickedness, or you can say Torahlessness, does already work. So it's already working in the first century. So if it was already working in the first century, it's already working today. Okay? It's working today. Only he who now letteth will let until he's taken out of the way. And so the full force of this deception has not occurred yet, but it's still there, ladies and gentlemen. It's still there. Strong delusion. Verse 8, and then shall the wicked be revealed. And that's the, that's the um, word that tells you that that wicked transferred in the Greek means anomos, and it means lawlessness, or it can be Torahlessness. It does not keep Torah. Whom the master shall consume with the spirit of his mouth and shall destroy, and it means destroy completely, vanish away, with the brightness of his coming. So this individual, this anti-Messiah will no longer exist. It will be totally wiped out. Verse 9, even him whose coming is after the working of Hasatan with all power and signs and lying wonders. And so he's going to have all power, all the power of the devil, and all signs and lying, not just wonders, but lying wonders, omens or miracles. This is going to be People don't understand that demons, demons can do miracles too, ladies and gentlemen. Hold your place here in Revelation Revelation chapter 16, I'm going to prove to you that God has revealed that demons can perform miracles. Revelation 16, verse 14, for they are the spirits of devils working miracles. 
supernatural abilities. Because they are supernatural, they're spirits, so of course they can do supernatural things. For they are the spirit of devils, working miracles, go forth, going forth into the kings of the earth and of the whole world to gather them to the battle of the great day of God Almighty. So let's turn. So we, we do have scriptural proof and evidence that demons in Hasatan can perform miracles, but they're deceptive miracles, ladies and gentlemen. They're not miracles of Yah. And they are miracles to camouflage the spirit of God so to get you to believe in them instead of God. All right. In verse 9, even him whose coming is after the working of Hasatan with all power and signs and lying wonders, all power of the devil. Verse 10, and with all deceivableness of unrighteousness and them that perish, that word perish means completely destroy, because they receive not the love agape, the highest form of love of the truth. What's the truth? Psalm 119, verse 142, the truth is all the Torah of Yah, including keeping Shabbat and holy days, that they might be saved. And people, they don't understand that keeping the Torah has something to do with your salvation. It does. It says they receive not the love of the truth that they might be saved. Let me repeat this two more times. They receive not the love of the truth that they might be saved. Again, they receive not the love of the truth that they might be saved. Verse 11. Verse 11. Let's continue on. Verse 11. Of Second Thessalonians, chapter two. Chapter two, and for this cause God shall send them strong delusion, that they should believe a lie, that they all might be damned, who believe not the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. And I notice that He said to them that perish, because they receive not the love of the truth. This is a prophecy. This is going to happen in its full magnitude in the future, but it's already happening now, ladies and gentlemen. It's already happening now. You have some people that just don't love the truth. They keep the truth, but they don't love it. They won't die for it. You have people that love their children more so than they love God. Matthew chapter 10. You have people that love money more so than they love other people. You've got to get that out of your life. Matthew chapter 10, you have to put God first. Matthew chapter 10. Matthew chapter 10. Starting in verse 37. He that loveth, and that means to have a closer relationship to, this word means uh, in the Greek, uh, philio, and it means to be a friend, to have affection for. So, he that has affection for father and mother more than me, the Messiah, is not worthy of me. You can't have more affection for your physical family or even your spiritual family. You can't have more affection for the, either of those than you have for God, ladies and gentlemen. That is a direct violation of Torah. And he that loveth son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And that means anything. It doesn't. It, it, if you put anything ahead of keeping Torah... Or, or, or honoring Yah, then you're not worthy of Messiah. And then he says in verse 38, he that taketh not his cross, and that phrase, or stake, that phrase simply means that you're going to be going through a lot of um, anguish. Folks, you're going to go through trials. And I get people in this movement, they think, oh, I, God, God and me are buddy buddies, and, you know, I'm, I'm so holy, and, and I'm not going to go through a lot. And uh, this is going to be a clean, 
slate and uh, I'm not going to suffer and everything will be okay. Everything will be okay. But what does Acts 14, verse 22 say? It says, confirming the souls of the Talmud or disciples and exhorting them to continue in the faith that they that we must, through much tribulation, much in the Greek, means many, largely. We're going to go through a lot, but he promises not for us to go through what we cannot handle, ladies and gentlemen. He says that in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13. He says, there has no temptation or trial, adversity or discipline <laughs> taking you, but such is common to man. Common to man. But Yah is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted or disciplined or scrutinized, enticed, tested, above that you are able. This is his promise. But will, with the temptation, also make a way to escape that you may be able to bear whatever situations or challenging situations you are, you are in. Yah states, that he will be faithful to you if you're faithful to him, and he will get you out of it, and he promises not to allow you to go through what you can't handle. So if you're going through certain things right now, you can handle it. That's why you're going through it, ladies and gentlemen. All right, so let's get back to Second Thessalonians. Second Thessalonians chapter 2, I want to make my point here. All right, so he sends a strong delusion for those who don't love the truth. That has already started, folks, because the mystery of iniquity does already work. It was working in the first century. It's working in the 21st century. But its full full, uh, propensity uh, will certainly be uh, later on in the end times, in these end times, as the Messiah comes back to earth. And, of course, before he comes back to earth, when the anti-Messiah is on the earth, that strong delusion will really be strong at that time. But we haven't gotten to that point yet. But the, the delusion is enough where basically most of the population in the world is deceived. As Revelation 12, verse 9 says, that Hasatan has deceived the entire planet. All right. And so, and this is talking about those who have been called to understand the truth, but they deny it. And verse 13, but we are bound to give thanks. Always to Yah for you, brethren, beloved of the Master, because Yah has from the beginning chosen you to salvation. And how do we acquire salvation, folks? This is a simple biblical definition. Through sanctification of the Spirit. Sanctification in the Greek means purification. So our minds should be purified through the uh, the purification or sanctification of the Spirit. That's what it means, purification in the Greek. And belief of the truth. We have to believe the truth. Matthew, uh, John 17, verse 17, thy word is truth. Psalm 119, 142, your truth is Torah, which includes keeping Shabbat and holy days. The Holy Spirit is the spirit of what? It's the spirit of truth. John 14, verse 17, even the spirit of truth, or Torah, whom the world cannot receive because it sees him not, neither knows him, which means that the majority of mankind has not been approached with the truth yet. They will in the future, but not now. Not now. It's not the time. God is just calling a wife right now. He's calling a wife, a suitable wife for his son. So that through that wife, through that marriage that will happen in the future, that consummation of the marriage, we will teach all of mankind, which are the children. 
That is the entire plan of God, ladies and gentlemen. But first, he has to find a computer, uh, a um, suitable, uh, I shouldn't call it mate, but a companion to be able to convert the majority of humanity toward keeping the truth, ladies and gentlemen. Because in the end, this is what's going to happen in Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 66. Isaiah chapter 66. It states plainly. It states plainly. In verse 23, it shall come to pass that from one new moon to another and from one Shabbat to another shall all flesh come to worship before me, says the Master. Says the Master. And so we have to understand that the truth is the instructions of Yah, the Torah and the words of Yah. That's in Psalm 119, verse 142, and John 17, verse 17. The truth is to be more desired than money. Yes, more than fine gold, sweeter also than honey and the honeycomb. Psalm 19, verse 10. In Colossians 3, verse 1 to 2, it says, If ye then be risen with Messiah, seek those things which are above which Messiah sits on the right hand of Yah. Set your affection, your affection on things above, not on the things on the earth. That's in Colossians 3, verse 1 to 2. And a believer must learn to tremble before Yah's words. Isaiah 66, verse 2. I, I've been in this movement for over 30 years, the movement of keeping Shabbat and holy days, which they call Hebrew roots. And I have seen people not love the truth. They just are going through the motions. And yet, I can tell that they will not die for the truth. That they will not take up their stake or cross. And when, just like in Matthew chapter 13, when there's persecution, when there's anguish, they fall away. They they, they just don't. The parable of the uh, sower says this, uh, says this about people <clears throat> in verse 22, verse 21. Oh, verse 20. But he that received the seed in the stony place is the same as he that heareth the word, and anon, that word in the Greek means uh, they immediately with joy receive it. And I, I've, I've noticed this with people. They receive it. Uh, they recognize that I'm, I'm one of the true uh servants of God and one of the true teachers of God, and they, and they receive it. Verse 20, but yet have he not root in himself, but endure for a while. Yet when tribulation or persecution arise because of the word, by and by he is offended. And so, meaning that he uh, or she falls. And in verse 22, he also that received the seed among the thorns is he that heareth the word and the care, but see, the care of this world and the deceitfulness of riches, money, choke the word, and he becomes unfruitful. And so you can't let this world and what it offers choke your understanding, your ability to understand the words of God. And if you do, then you're going to become unfruitful. The, the goal is to become, as it states here in verse 23, but he that receives seed into the good ground is he that heareth the word and understandeth the word. That's what it means in the Greek, to understand, and understands it, that's what it means, which also bears fruit, and it's talking about your behavior, not money, and bringing forth some a hundredfold, some sixty, and some thirty. 
All right, so I hope that today you understand that you must love the Torah, the truth, not just keep it, but love it, and that it has something to do with your salvation, your attitude to, uh, about it has something to do with your salvation. And so may Yah bless and keep you, and Yah willing, I'll be available to speak to you next week. Shalom. Peace. Malachi chapter 4 For behold, the day cometh that shall burn as an oven, and all the proud, yea, and all that do wickedly shall be stubble. And the day that cometh shall burn them up, saith the Lord of hosts, that it shall leave them neither root nor branch. But unto you that fear my name shall the Son of Righteousness arise with healing in his wings, and ye shall go forth and grow up as calves of the stall. And ye shall tread down the wicked, for they shall be ashes under the soles of your feet in the day that I shall do this, saith the Lord of hosts. Remember ye the law of Moses my servant, which I commanded unto him in Horeb for all Israel, with the statutes and judgments. Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. And he shall turn the heart of the fathers to the children, and the heart of the children to their fathers, lest I come and smite the earth with a curse.